Welcome back. You know, here at Oklahoma Today, we've been in the podcast game for a minute, but our guest on today's show has beat us to the audio game by a few decades. Radio Luminary and Shawnee native Krista Tippett is our guest today. You know her from the On Being radio program, formerly a product of National Public Radio, which now independently produces new episodes through Tippett's On Being project. We'll talk more about that in a second, but first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. So, Krista Tippett must have an amazing perspective on life. She had, she's had the chance to talk spirituality, ethics, and philosophy through her conversations with the likes of Maya Angelou, Desmond Tutu, and the 14th Dalai Lama. And never to be outdone, our own photo editor, Megan Rossman, has now also technically shared a conversation with Tippett. Not technically, actually. Oh, I have. Um, so, uh, Megan, our question of the week today is, what is your favorite word to describe Oklahoma? And that is sort of inspired by um, something that came up in your interview. Um, you want to take us through that? Yeah. Um, before I interviewed Krista Tippett, I read her book, Becoming Wise, and she talks a lot about words and the power of words. Um, and so... And she also listed some of her favorite words in that book. Mm -hmm. And so when I talked to her, I just, you know, kind of asked her for an update because that book was written. It's it's been years since she wrote that book. And I was like, you know, what are your favorite words now? And um, and what words would you use to describe Oklahoma and or, you know, and some other thing. We talked a lot about words. And so that's you know, kind of what inspired this question, I think. Yes. And, uh, well, now that you're on the mic, do you have a word uh, to share for us? <laughs> on the spot. Um, the first word that came to mind <clears throat> uh, when thinking, when describing Oklahoma was wacky. It's, I like that word. I think that's it's, a good word. That's a good word to not describe the, Oklahoma. Probably I could refine that if I thought about it for a while. It's not the most <laughs> concise word, but wacky. Just uh, kind of, there's a lot of, you know, the history of Oklahoma is very strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weather is very strange. I compare it to Mars a lot. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's wacky. You have it's to have just a like, sense of humor to live here. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't it's mean. never boring. Uh, yeah, I don't never mean boring. wacky in a derogative sense, although, you know, I'm sure people could apply it <laughs> that way. But I just mean it's a little off the wall. It, it's a we're a, Oklahoma. It's a weird and wacky place. I like that. Um, I like so, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it in a fun, whimsical sense. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yeah, so. totally. Nathan, did you have a word? Uh, I actually uh, weird was one that came to mind. <laughs> weird? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. weird in the absolutely very best way. Sort of like wacky. A little yeah. bit like wacky. But uh, the one I finally settled on was fascinating. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it is <laughs> it is an endlessly fascinating place. I've never ceased to be fascinated I would agree in that. one way or another by Oklahoma. Like sometimes in a good way, usually in a good way, almost always in a good way, but sometimes in a way that's like, huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fascinating choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most yes. part, yeah, I'm just really fascinated by it. I think it's it's deeply interesting. Uh-huh. That's a good word. I like fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Carly. 
Um, this doesn't necessarily apply to the whole state, but my favorite parts of the state, bucolic. Oh, I just love, first good. of all, that's a fun word to say, it bucolic. Is. And that it's just like, one. it evokes like broken fences and cows mooing and yeah. like all kinds of stuff, which is my favorite part of Oklahoma. I know that that's, this is going to sound kind of weird, but like the emptiness of the mm-hmm. state is really the thing that appeals to me the most. And cause I feel like I can breathe out here. Mm. Oh, I like <laughs> yeah. that. No, I think that's a really beautiful answer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's I great definitely identify with that mm-hmm. um what about you ben what word did you come up with yeah so i mentioned this on instagram the word i came up with is diverse um yeah. or because and it's uh, has multiple applications mm-hmm. um diverse climates here uh diverse landscapes uh diverse people mm-hmm. yeah yes i think um just there's there's so much variety in the state yeah um <laughs> And that just, it's apparent to you, it's apparent to me wherever I go. Absolutely. And a lot of people on social media said that same word. That was one that kind of kept coming up again and again, I noticed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There were a lot of responses and a lot of them could kind of be grouped together under maybe different subcategories. Um, One of our responses was from uh, J.D. Cauldron, who said, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'd have to agree. Yep. Uh, Jewel Weston said family. Um, yes, my like family. Yeah. Also from Oklahoma. That's nice. Um, Kim Huggins Morgan said home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Linda Barrett said birth state. <laughs> uh, also true, true for words. me as well. Yeah. Karen Spradlin Kinsey said diverse. So me and Karen sharing the same uh, wavelength there. Uh, Kay Bishop said friendly. I know that's something a lot of people say about Oklahomans, the friendliness. Yep, I like that. Uh, Terry Cohn, I like this answer. He said tapestry. Oh, and gave an explanation as well. He said uh, it is a noun, but it's still descriptive of the state. And it's history, geography, cuisine, and cultures. Nice. I love mm-hmm. that because I thought the other word I thought about using was mosaic because uh, there's so oh, many good. different things that make up Oklahoma. So him and I, yes, we're, nice, yeah, same page there. Yeah, nice. we love we love that answer, Terry. Yeah. And then here's one from Nadine Corton. She said, "Every time I visit Oklahoma, it feels like I'm coming home." Parentheses. I'm from Germany, which is not one word, but in German, who knows? <laughs> in German, it might be. I like that. Uh, yes. I like that. Thank you, Nadine. Um, all right. So without further, without further ado, let's hear from Krista Tippett. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Um, I first started listening to your show. Oh, it's been. It's been several years, um, but I would, I would be making these drives back from northeastern Oklahoma, and it was often on Sundays, and like I would just happen to find you on the NPR station. Um, yeah. So I guess I was doing it at a pretty consistent time. Um, but yeah. In the morning, I think early in the morning. <laughs> no, well, it was actually in the afternoons usually. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what that was about. But um, yeah, it was always, I would always find the interviews, and I'd be like, oh wow, what a relief! Like I can actually listen to something I want to listen to instead of this weird, these weird <laughs> radio stations that I would pick up. Um, and it always just like I always come away from your show feeling you know, just sort of inspired and 
like I have this feeling of being fed sort of on like an elemental level. So it's and I was talking to our editor about that and he was like, well, maybe maybe you should interview her. And I was like, oh, well, that had not occurred to me. But yeah, thank you. It's such a lovely, lovely thing to say. And and you're so you're originally from Shawnee, but you left, I think, when you were 18 to go to Brown. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, that was a weird thing to do. <laughs> I didn't really know where I was going. <laughs> but yes, I grew up in Shawnee all, all my childhood. Uh-huh. And have you been back to Oklahoma in a while or when? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mother still lives there. And uh, I, yeah, I get back a few times a year. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. my son went to OU as well. Oh, that's Gra- really, that's cool. Graduated yeah. in 2020. A momentous year to graduate, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so I still have a big connection. Oh yeah, that yeah, I can't imagine what a strange yeah. year that would have been to graduate. Oh, so weird, yeah. And so after, and then after you went to Brown, you went to Berlin. Yes. And you were a reporter there, and you worked for uh, a U.S. ambassador. Yeah, I was. I landed there as a reporter, and then I, um, and I was there for about oh, almost six years, and then I was high, and then I got this um, invitation to work for the State Department. Okay, and then, um, and so then after, and so that was like mid to late eighties, I think. Right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. then, um, and then you came back and went to Divinity School at Yale. That's right. Yep. And that's really that's our editor also went to uh, Yale Divinity briefly, and then he transferred, I think, to Wake Forest. So, yeah. Um, And so, and most people are familiar with On Being as being a radio show or a podcast, but it's part of a larger project, the On Being project. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about what that encompasses? Yeah, you know, it's uh, something that's always kind of becoming, um, and we've we've evolved also since, you know, moving through the pandemic, and then asking, you know, what what our what our offering can be in this world as it's changed and opening up, and you know, that we're standing before so many big questions. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, I mean, it, it, it really, it absolutely has flowed out of the On Being show and podcast and the way people have taken the show kind of into their lives to have better, you know, to, to be a source of reflection. I mean, I loved what you said about feeling fed and a source of nourishment mm-hmm. um, and also a way to have conversations inside yourself and with other people that are that are hard to have these days. Uh-huh. And um, so I think, I think you know, everything that we've been doing is trying to meet that and serve that. Um, you probably hear a little bit of the vocabulary of my Southern Baptist upbringing. <laughs> uh, not what my grandfather expected. <laughs> um, and I, so we have another podcast, a, a poetry podcast called Poetry and Bound, because I think poetry... Um, is is really rising up, and it does in 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 all kinds of cultures and times where um, our usual language gets fraught, 
and uh, we become more mysterious to each other and the questions are elemental and we're also um, we're doing kind of convenings some of them really below the surface in you know what we call quiet conversations uh -huh. um, and then we're also and, and kind of taking up questions um, that again are hard to have in public these days and and uh -huh. um, and then we're going to be doing more of that. And we're also creating something called the Lab for the Art of Living. And that's really just, at this point, we have this really, really deep, beautiful archive of 20 years of shows, including, um, you know, some people who aren't with us anymore, um, like uh -huh. Mary Oliver and John Lewis and Desmond Tutu. And oh, that's amazing. Chitnan Han. And so we're also finding new ways, and we're really in the thick of that project right now, to, to create um, different kinds of resources and tools. Um, for to, I think really one of the ways I'd say what we think the On Being Project has to offer that is distinctive is that we really care about inner life and we also care about and what is the connection between the work we do inside ourselves and you know our, our spiritual experience and our presence in the world and a better life together um so everything that we're working on now is serving that okay yeah and yeah you've interviewed i think it was last year um you interviewed david white um the yes, poet. yeah and yeah. he, that was, I've, I've listened to that podcast two times and I went extensively and just like read some, it's just like oh, good. this yeah. beautiful, dark, beautiful. It's, <laughs> yeah, I just, I really, really just mm -hmm. loved everything uh, he had to say. It was, yeah, you have a lot of poets on the show. And mm -hmm. so that makes sense that you're kind of branching out more into, into doing that too as um, more more content with poetry. Yeah. And you also, so you've written three books, is that right? Uh-huh. And um, I read somewhere that you are in the process of writing another one? I am. It's It has changed a bit from what I, what I set out to write, which was before 2020. And uh, I'm actually really pulling in kind of um, a lot of the stories and perspective of the time I spent in Berlin, which was <laughs> now a long time ago now, Cold uh -huh. War Berlin, divided city, um, and thinking also in that about how about what time works and you know the reckoning with history that I saw the Germans doing then um, and. Uh, it's actually, and having been part of, in that time, having been really immersed in a world where there was this really uh, seismic transformation that no one saw coming, uh -huh. and thinking about what it means, this experience I, I had, and I kind of still have in my body, of um, knowing that sometimes our imaginations don't reach far enough for what is possible, and that is really kind of a source of hope, um, a muscular hope for me now, because uh -huh. I think we have a lot of work and we need, we need a lot of imagination um, for that to, 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 uh, to actualize what's, what we're being called to. Yeah, that's, 
that's definitely true. Imagination helps. Um, and when do you like? Is there a is there a publication? Like, do you expect that to be published like next year, or do you have a timeline yet? You know, I don't. I decided with this one to. I'm. 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 It's. I'm doing. It's. It's happening, and I've decided with this one to really get it written before I commit to a deadline. Um, uh, because I. I did it the other way around last time, and and that didn't allow the book to kind of become what it was. So it'll definitely be a couple of years. I hope it won't be more than that. But book <laughs> <laughs> service series, they take a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And something that I really, in Becoming Wise, you had a whole sort of section dedicated to words, which yeah. I really appreciated. And that, and you mentioned, you had a list of some of your favorite words, which were <laughs> nourishing, edifying, redemptive, courageous, generous, winsome, adventurous, curious, and tender. And so that's from, you know, 2016, I think was when that book was published. And so I'm wondering, since then, are there any words that you would add to that list as some of your favorites? What a good question. You know, I haven't actually heard that. I, I It's so interesting to have you read that back to me now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think I still like all of those words. I think that the word um, emergent has really entered my vocabulary. Emergent, okay. Uh, yeah, and and partly because of the scientists that I talk to in terms of what we're learning. I think you know, there's so much going wrong. <laughs> there's so much bad news that we uh -huh. can tell, and then there are also these kind of beautiful things unfolding and these things we're learning. I mean, I'm really fascinated with what we're learning about our bodies and our brains and the natural world and really, um, you know, about how a forest functions, uh -huh. and which is really about how vitality functions. And it's really different from how we've thought about what it means to create, to organize and to build and um to grow and it's so much more about what is emergent um, than it is about having the right strategic plan. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, so, and I kind of feel like, I feel like it does also describe what I've learned about how life really works um, and even what we know in our professions and our organizations as well as our families that, that we plan and then and then things do not go according to plan yeah. and at, right and that that is actually absolutely predictable and and uh, inevitable uh -huh. although we plan as though it's not true and also and this is you know a little this can be redemptive to use that word um those are also very often the times that we are given to grow and to learn things so mm -hmm. i'm i'm really intrigued um, so I think for me, the language of emergence as a, as really a model of, you know, of thinking about how, yeah, how vitality functions, how, how change happens has been, um, is, is really important. It's a, it's a whole new frame for seeing everything. And that, you know, that's the one that occurs to me. I mean, I guess I think a word that I didn't have on that list 
um, was implied, but I feel maybe really important to say now is the word love uh-huh. um, understood as being as complicated as we know it to be um, and not love as a feeling, but love is as the way we behave as an action. Yeah, as an action. And, uh, you know, again, I feel like it's absolutely not a word that we would associate with what our public life looks like right now but I do in the conversations I have and the people I pay attention to I just hear more and more people kind of insisting on saying that um, you know that we have to grow into our capacity to love as human beings as a pragmatic thing right as a, as a practical thing um, and that somehow if this is the highest thing we're capable of um, we have to figure out how to how to make that real and I think that that sounds idealistic or, you know, it could sound, uh, it could sound impractical or unrealistic unless you, unless you see that we take hate very seriously, right? And yeah. we have let it permeate. Oh, but we're um, much more comfortable with that. We're comfortable like. with it. We see it at work everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we have even, you know, we, we, we work with it, right? Like we create categories of laws around it or we, we take it to court or we don't take it to court. So the only, you know, and, and hate and hatred is connected to fear and, and fear is, you know, again, to go back to this, these things we're learning about our bodies, fear is the most powerful force in, 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 in a human life, uh-huh. um, aside from love. Love is the only other thing that we're capable of that, that meets it in power. And so, yeah, I'm, I think we have to use the word and we have to live into the word in, in all its fullness. Well, yeah, that's I, I think that that that's lovely. Just the love is being associated with compassion, too. That's something I I feel like we could maybe use more of um, yes. in, our, yeah. in our world right now. Yeah. And even tough love. Right. I mean, yeah. oh, there are all these ways we love with people we're closest to, which don't always look like just being gentle or just being forgiving, but they all have the purpose of wanting the best for the other person Uh and wanting to stay in relationship and wanting where there's brokenness for there to be healing. Uh Uh-huh. And so sort of on a different wave of of this topic, um, are there any word? What words just kind of are there words that really irk you that you think we should avoid or stay away from? <laughs> like oh, dangerous words, or well, or just I'm, words that you just just don't yeah. like. Just well, you know, one thing I'm just so aware of, and I've I've talked to people about this on the show across the years, is that we. The way we use language is so violent, right? Like we use a lot of violent images and words. It just it's scattered throughout our ordinary conversation. Um, you know, killing it, trigger word. <laughs> um, when you look at, you know, there's something happening 
in the natural world with our weather that is increasingly defining and increasingly what we have to grapple with. And I see how when there's when there's writing about storms, you know, it's war language. It's like assault, right? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> storm assaulted the beach. Um, demolished, uh, right? And so uh-huh. the thing is, um, I... I think one one thing one really deep thing that 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 um, that Christianity tells and that I think our our great spiritual traditions at their best tell is that the words we use matter and that they they have force and and that's true and when we when we use language of war and shooting and violence just when those are all the metaphors that come out of our mouths that also kind of we get warped around that right it includes conjuring kind of it conjures it's a great word it conjures that and um i would say you know that yeah so that's that's something i mean and if you know i'll just say it to you i'm just start noticing right just um just start noticing that it's everywhere and and i think just to start for us to start becoming conscious of it and and asking what it's doing to us and asking asking how we can um you know turn orient in a different way and then i think paying attention to what shifts when we do that we don't let those be that be the language of how we describe reality yeah Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's interesting. It is very, uh, yeah, I, I, see, I see that a lot, um, news media especially. Yeah. It's just very, everything is very, you know, feels very divided. Um, and, you know, it's this person versus this person or this group versus this group a lot of the time. And it's Yeah, a it's lot exhausting. of battle language, right? <laughs> Everything's a battle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I've, and I think a lot of people are are just tired and have kind of deserted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know what, we don't. There is, there are those extreme dynamics, but most of us actually don't live there, and yeah. honestly, are it would be too exhausting to live there, right? And then we are people. Most of us are just trying to get on with our lives and be good people and be good parents. Um, friends you know be good colleagues and uh and that effort really gets overshadowed by Mm -hmm. this other energy yeah yeah and so what are there what words would you use to describe oklahoma well I, i mean i don't you know i don't live in oklahoma i don't know um Maybe your your memory, like your feeling of Oklahoma, are My is there? Feeling of Oklahoma. I mean, maybe maybe there aren't any words that automatically come to mind. I was just yeah. curious if there were. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like my my body memory of Oklahoma is the body memory of childhood, and it feels. The, it's not just that Oklahoma is different; the world is so different now. Uh huh. So I don't know. I don't know if I could have. I don't know if I had have a word. I mean, I I will say that. You know, I think as much as just this thing that I just said about the difference between the 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 official story or the narrative that we're all telling, and then the reality of life on the ground. You know, 
in some ways, Oklahoma feels like a dramatic place, the way it gets represented nationally. I mean, I live in Minnesota now, which is also not on one of the coasts, so I'm still in a place that has that, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh-huh, that bias that middle kind of America. getting passed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also, it's it's a really different part of the country meets, mm-hmm. you know, the upper Midwest. It's the North. It's a very blue state. Um, mm-hmm. It just has, you know, it has a Scandinavian heritage. It has really different um, culture. Um, but I see how Oklahoma can kind of be uh, shorthand mm-hmm. for, like, red state, right? Just like that. And I, I just... Um, I just have no, and and Minnesota can be a shorthand for blue state, and uh-huh. the truth is so much more complicated. And every time yeah. I go home, right? Every time I go home, that's what, that's what's, and I'm going to use this violence. But I was going to say that's what smacks me in the face. <laughs> so there's the violence right for you. But that's what really, that's what really uh, comes comes home to me that 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 we we are so much more complicated than those labels and it's just so important for our sanity Um, you know much less for our ability to envision a future that we want to walk into to not let ourselves fall into that those really simplistic really simplistic labels Uh uh-huh yes i i agree um and so You've been and on being not to just there was no segue there back into this, but um, um, on you've been you've been hosting on being since 2003. Is that right? Yeah, we started with two radio stations in 2003. And then it was like it grew to be a it was syndicate. It was like on like 400, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys, and now the and now the podcast is available. I think seasonally is my understanding. Yes, yeah. So okay. we were, you know, it was a weekly show, fifty-two weeks a year, which is how public radio works for twenty years. And and I I'm at a stage in my life where that that rhythm wasn't really sustainable. Yeah. And you know, we started producing remote after the pandemic which for me stole a lot of the joy from it (laughs) and there's other work to do and so what yeah so we in june we left public radio which you know was a wonderful place to be for 20 years um and now we're producing the podcast um in season twice a year so right now we're just in production for a new season it's going to launch. I don't know when this is going. To, this interview we're having is going to air, but that will be going in September, October, November, and I'm September. really excited okay. about it. Okay, so this is. I think this is slated to come up. The interview is going to be in our November, December issue, and so the this will be broadcast sometime in November, I believe, but I don't know the exact. Yeah, date. and so we'll probably have you know almost ten new shows. And then we did um, 11 new shows. Our first podcast-only season was back in February, February, March, April. And so all those new shows are there. And one thing I've realized is a lot of people who listen to the show on public radio just didn't know that we were coming back as a podcast. So Uh I'm happy to be able to spread the word. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh Yeah. And so you did episodes it looked like you were it looked like it was in it was in the winter through april yeah. this year yeah it was i think it's very march april yeah mm-hmm. and we did those were wonderful shows it was really fun and uh 
it was it's different enough not kind of having to be in the public radio clock you know there was a really strict time limit to the nanosecond which you know was a container for our editing and framing and it's actually been fun we have a little bit more freedom to let every conversation take the shape and the time that it takes and uh-huh so it's been fun yeah it was i i really i thought it was cool that you guys interviewed uh that you interviewed nick offerman yeah. Um, he is he is just I I have a crush on him every time yeah. I hear him talk. He's amazing. About him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I you have I I don't even know how many people you've interviewed on the show. I don't know if it would be like hundreds or if you're getting you know if it's in the thousands now. Um I don't you know what? I don't know the number either. I don't think it's in the thousands. I think it might be high hundreds some, though. High, yeah, high hundreds. High okay. Hundreds. I know, yeah. like, I just, like, you've interviewed so many people. I just wonder, who are some of the guests that have sort of stuck with you the most, um, the, the interviews? Yeah, I mean, I always I always feel like my favorite interview at any given moment is the last person I interviewed. Yeah, uh-huh. um, that's the easiest I mean, one to remember. I mean, the one, the last, because I've just got my you know, ra- head wrapped around it, so just as we're speaking now, um, I just did an interview a few days ago for uh, for this new season coming up with Reed Hoffman, who is the founder of LinkedIn. Oh wow! And oh, cool. kind of, and he's kind of understood. And I don't think people, I don't think this is something we all know who are who are not inside that tech industry. But he's kind of the philosopher of uh-huh. in, you know inside the tech industry. And I wanted to talk to somebody, and we're having a couple and a couple of conversations this season about AI. And I just I feel like there are kind of two extreme poles around this. Either it's like, isn't this shiny? Isn't it cool? Look, look how neat it is. What it can do, or it's this is going to kill us all. Oh yeah, and it's, the like, robots you know, are coming. Is right. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, the thing is, this is a huge technological. Uh, Invention, revolution. I don't think most of us can wrap our minds around it yet. It's with us. It is with us. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what I've been really interested to do is 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 think about and draw people out on what what is what is this going to call us to as human beings, and how do we shape this technology to human purpose? Because it is in its infancy, and we're less starry-eyed than we were when social media came along, right? And I think that Mm -hmm. we're cynical for good reason, but we actually have this moment, this opportunity to, to have agency. And so, and Reed is actually somebody who's right in the middle of that industry. And, and this is really his, what he wants to talk about. And so, so that I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, people like, I mean, it was amazing to be with Mary Oliver, right? And, I, yeah, that, uh, I just know. can't believe, yeah. Just, yeah, um, <laughs> and, I mean, some of the people I you know, mentioned, I mean, I was with John Lewis and Montgomery um, mm-hmm. at this um, civil rights pilgrimage that he used to do from, for members of Congress on both sides of the political aisle. And, um, Oh, you know, John O'Donohue, the Irish poet and philosopher and uh-huh. theologian. That's a show that a lot of people have listened to. Of course, David White, as you say. I mean, if I start going, there's so many people. Yeah. But uh-huh. last year, you know, one person I interviewed, um, 
guess this was in maybe twenty twenty two was Joy Harjo, who's in who I interviewed oh, her. She yeah. was, it was during it was during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um and so she was in her apartment in Tulsa, but um that was wonderful. Yeah. She's she's pretty incredible. Yeah. And also, I mean, you don't have to, well, obviously I wouldn't ask you to name names, but I'm like, have you ever had interviews where they just like went off the rails or you were like, oh, this person is just kind of insufferable? Like, well, you know, I, it seems like you, you guys have pretty good interviews, but I always, I always wonder if there, if there are people that you were just like, oh, we just, you know, there, there have been, there have been interviews that don't make it to air, Mm -hmm. which is actually really, really frequent in a lot of shows. Uh Um, But I will say, you know, because we're not a breaking news show, I don't have to interview anybody, right? I don't. And we have this big, and I also, um, you know, it's, 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 it's weekly. I mean, you know, now it's, now it's seasonal. So we get to really take a lot of time thinking about what are the subjects we want to cover, what kinds of voices we might want to draw out, um, who's out there saying something really interesting and additive right now, and vetting them for, you know, can they have this kind of on-being conversation, this big conversation that gets at um, the meaning of things. And um, it's not easy to talk about. So um, there are plenty of... It's, it's a certain skill, right? So there are plenty of really smart people. Yeah. Um, but to kind of find somebody who can talk at this place of wisdom and kind of at that intersection, not just of what they do and what they know, but who they are and how they live and what are their questions as well as what are their answers. Mm-hmm. So we, we really invest in having a really good sense before I do an interview that, that this is going to work, yeah. you know, then there's always a surprise. You don't know exactly what the conversation is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason, I think I don't, I don't have a lot of that because they get vetted out before it ever happens. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems, it seems like you put an, a lot of research into the, like, you know, a lot about your guests when yeah. they come on the show. So yeah. I was I mean, just kind of curious. Yeah. It has happened also that I got in, I do a ton of research, so it has happened that I got into the research, and this hasn't happened many times at all, but I, but then said, you know what, this, this isn't, it's not going to happen, right? Yeah, like uh-huh. that, that also has happened. Sorry about that. Um, uh, are there any, like, do you have, like, a dream list of guests, like, any people that you just really want to get on there that you haven't yet? don't um i used to i did for a long time and at some point i think this comes back to that word emergent at some point i realized that the exciting thing is actually just kind of really being in listening mode and making these discoveries about who about who gets interesting next um and kind of just uh relaxing into not needing to plan that far ahead and now in these last few years with you know so much fluidity so much drama um i just i feel like i have to keep watching and paying attention and i don't know you know now just three months from now what's going to feel really important to draw out for, for where we are or what's happening in the moment uh-huh yeah that's that's a good point 
Who are are there in this next season? Can are you allowed to? Well, can you tell us about any of the upcoming guests? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mentioned Reed Hoffman. I'm also interviewing this um, on AI. This amazing woman at Harvard who's less. Her name is not so well known, but she's been really important in uh, a lot of um, internet privacy things that we that we're all using or benefiting from. Her name is Latanya Sweeney, and she has a really different perspective on AI from from Reid Hoffman. Um, I'm interviewing the actress Carrie Washington, who oh, huh? um, had been just really wonderful. Um, I'm interviewing uh, Nick Cave, who's the singer. Oh, cool! And yeah, has uh-huh. long, had big losses in his life, and his his a child who died, and he's been really thinking deeply about grief. And um, also Kate Bowler. I don't know if you know her. She's a theologian, and mm. um, wrote this book called Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lives I've Loved. She's just really wise um, and funny. Also, uh, who else? I. Um, yeah, I'm terrible at. I, I'm now. I can't believe that I can't list all these names for you, but I can't. I forget. Oh, <laughs> anyway, no. it's a great lineup. It's a great lineup. <laughs> yeah, no. If somebody asks me what's in the issue that just came out, I'm like, I I don't remember anymore. Yeah. It's gone now. Um, Bar Baritone Bar- Bar- Thurston, who um, is also a comedian and. I really think of as a social creative, and he he hosts this PBS show, America Outdoors, and that's a really fun one as well. Okay, cool. And so, are there any um, um po- are there any books that you've read recently, or just like poets or writers that you that you would recommend to our readers and listeners? Mm-hmm. You know, I was just reading some David White poetry this week. I was reading this little book of his that I hadn't read before called Still Possible. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. I would definitely recommend that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I just I just pulled it out of, my, out of my bookshelf. I read a lot of fiction when I'm not working because I read so much heavy stuff for work. Uh-huh. Um, Again, this is a thing I'm really bad at. As you, if, if you ask me my favorite movie, I won't be able to think of a single movie <clears throat> I've seen in my entire life. Um, yeah, no, I, I know. I thought, yeah, I thought about emailing this too because I'm like, when people yeah. put me on the spot with this, I just, I'm like, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you something I watched like ten years. I, I really like Jurassic Park, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> E.T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, David, yeah, David White, that was, that was a, a big discovery uh, for me last year, thanks to your show. Um, and so just w- what else is, what else have you got coming up? Like what's going on with you? Just more of the show, more of the book. Do you have any other sort of, uh, any sort of forays? Yeah, I mean, I'm... We're just, I'm just getting into a different rhythm of life now. So I'm just figuring out what it means to have times that we're in production, times we're out of production. Um, I'm, I will be, um, when we're not in production, so kind of after November, um, right now for, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be working on this book and trying to finish it so I can get it out into the world. And then, yeah, we are, 
working on this lab for the art of living and and we'll be do kind of probably launching that in early 2024 which is going to be resources and sort of thinking deeply and speaking together and poetry to keep our heart soft and yeah. <laughs> our souls open mm-hmm. and i'm excited about that and so yeah so uh, you know we have a website on being.org and we have a oh we have a we have a newsletter that that also is seasonal called the pause but that that's also if you go to the website you can sign up for that and that's also a place to stay on top of all this, these things when they come out okay yeah great and and also I won't yeah I won't keep you for much longer but I I just kind of wondered what brings you hope these days and, and joy you know or one or the other I mean it yeah. might not be the same yeah well yeah I think of hope as a muscle I think of hope as a choice we make to orient towards what is life giving mm-hmm. um, and and you know not to not to deny or um, not see not take seriously what is hard and 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 what is challenging and and dismaying um, but to take the good that's happening as seriously and 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 be committed to working with that um, and you know, expanding, putting like putting my energy behind um, behind that. And uh-huh. in terms of joy, it, I've been thinking recently. I mean, one thing, joy. The word joy. Maybe I would add that to the list too. That question you asked me a while ago, because that word has come up again and again and again. I mean, not just the word, the thing. I think there's something new happening, um, and new generations are also bringing this along, saying, you know, this is a very hard time in the life of the world to be alive and in the life of our country. But to meet that and to be ready to walk with it, whatever whatever healing is going to take and however that can look in the time ahead, joy is one of our biggest sources of energy and resilience and so even as we see what is hard we have to also know what we love and we have to know what delights us and we have to know how to get renewed yeah and so i'm really you know my generation born in 1960 i wasn't taught to live that way i was taught to be productive yeah (laughs) and if all you are is productive you get burnt out Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of burnout in places where it has really that's really been a tragedy for our life together so i i do feel like it's it's a strange time in that um there's a lot to despair about and this is a strange thing about us as human beings when that's true i think we also get more keenly aware of of joy when we can seize it yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. And I wish we weren't like this. <laughs> like, I wish we could just, you know, know this at all times and not take anything for granted ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what is easy. But there you are. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. And I'm trying to pay attention to it in the world and see how my work can be nourishing to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, 
misdirected energy um, yeah. In, yeah. in our culture. But, yeah. you know, energy, it's very, I, I know mine is definitely finite, so I try yeah. to... I try to guard it and and that's a piece of wisdom to know that right that's really important yeah it it's very important to me yeah but yeah I I'm not sure I, I can't really think of anything else to ask you at this point is there is there anything you want to make sure people know about on being or you know the upcoming season yeah no I think I mean I've 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 really enjoyed it i've loved your questions and i think oh, i thank you you know i've given I the website very anxious <laughs> I, oh no it's great and actually i love that lit you're gonna you got me going back to my list of words um oh, so, good. No, so thank you i know like it, I it made I me seeing that in your book i i started yeah. like coming up with my own well i uh, yeah well it was a very short list of words but i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna i'm gonna build it oh well thank you it means a lot Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, I can't wait to listen to the new season. And I really appreciate you taking time to, to talk to me today. Thank you so much. I think the season starts September 21st. Okay. 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 If that's wrong, I'll let you know. Okay. So you could, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. It's good to meet you. And also reach out if there's anything you want to, you know fact check or follow up or anything like that oh of course yeah okay. we will do okay. that we and we definitely will be calling you to fact check things i can okay. tell you that okay all right thanks so much thank you yeah bye bye man i love her mm. I, I love that show yeah it was the whole time i was talking to her i kept being like this is really surreal to be like <laughs> talking to be interacting with her this voice that I have heard for so long yeah um, just talking oh man she her show if you have never listened to it or if you have whatever your status is you should mm -hmm. listen to Krista yes. Tippett's yes. show life on being it is it absolutely is, life affirming it is so inspiring when I listen I, I just love it also obviously. she told she said good question well, you asked her. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. She had compliments for your question. Yeah. That had to oh, feel awesome. You, you had to, yeah, no, you know I was beaming because I went into this interview Who wouldn't being be? just so nervous because it's like I, I Interviewing don't, an interviewer. Yeah, no, yeah. and I don't usually get nervous about interviewing people anymore, but like it's Krista Tippett and I, but she right. was so lovely mm -hmm. and so she was just perfect. I think it's more nerve-wracking to interview an interviewer <laughs> yeah, because you know they know what's going on. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, so. but also, you know, she, yeah, she knows what's going on. So yeah. it was like, it went very smoothly because it's like, she knows how to do this. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I might have been nervous, but you know, she, she's got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was nice someone did. <laughs> you <laughs> did a fabulous job and I thought her answers were great. Like, she had a lot of really fantastic answers. Like, mm -hmm. and a lot of things I'm going to check out now, like David White's poetry and all kind of other he, stuff. Oh, Oh, he will. He is amazing. I love him. I love him so much. That's definitely an episode you should look into um, is her interview with David White was like I've listened to it, I think, three times. Yeah. So. Was it was it John O'Donohue? Was that the Irish poet she interviewed? Mm -hmm. uh, that was a great show. I remember that show. It was so good. Yeah. I have heard her. Yeah, I've, I just I used to just like catch episodes when I was driving mm -hmm. and like they're 
They're wonderful. I can't yeah. say enough good things about. I, I want to. I really want to listen to um, her interview, or maybe more than one with Mary Oliver. I know that. Yeah, she's, it was she's really good. I love Mary Oliver. I do too. So. That was a good one too. And Mary Oliver's not with us anymore, so that's a that's a real treasure to, mm. to have that for sure. Yeah, and she interviewed you know like Nick Offerman, and she's having mm-hmm. these conversations about AI with like you know just some of the smartest people that you can find in this country or in the world you yeah. know like she's just a treasure i know that she show is, is seriously is like treasure. it's genuinely like one of the best things our culture does i really believe that that show i'm not kidding yeah like it's amazing yeah it's absolutely amazing so just as a reminder to the listeners you have you go online to find those episodes yeah yeah on, yeah. on org mm-hmm. is the uh-huh. website yeah is right. the, yeah and you can download it on apple or whatever you know yeah. podcast thing you use i'm not and she's from shawnee and her granddad uh-huh. was a southern baptist uh-huh. evangel like a Very traveling cool. evangelist yeah. i think that's so cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah so good well, times it's once again time to plumb the depths of travelok.com i thought i would go first today do it for a change Ooh. yes Ooh. um so look this, who's look the power has gone to a head you guys exactly i am just abusing power <laughs> left and right um so today or this week is uh veterans day uh, it this is. saturday um thank you to all of our veterans yes yeah. the blanchard veterans day parade is this weekend it is saturday november 11th from 10 30 a.m to 12 p.m and in lieu of a traditional event write-up i've actually got some veterans day trivia for you oh, all today cool. yes and it's multiple choice so uh well as we all know uh we have some smart listeners. Uh, Veterans Day started um, to commemorate the end of World War One and the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. Uh, the day was officially recognized by Congress in 1926. What was the original name of Veterans Day? We've got A, Armistice Day, B, Remembrance Day, C, Patriots Day. It was Armistice Day, wasn't it? Yeah, Armistice yeah Day. I think A. Uh, it is A. Yay. We are correct. Armistice people. Day. Yes. Um, question two. Many of the allied nations also celebrate their Veterans Day on November 11th. Which of the following countries does not celebrate their veterans on that day? We've got A, Kenya, B, Australia, C, the United Kingdom. A little trickier. United Kingdom. I'm going to say United Kingdom because it's the only one of those three that was a country at that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, Megan? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, these are all um, British uh, Empire uh, territories. Yeah. This is a bit of a trick question because the answer is actually A, Kenya. Oh. And the reason for this is that uh, ceremonies uh, in Kenya are held two weeks after uh, November 11th because that's how long it took uh, a word of the signing of the Treaty of Versailles to reach the troops in Africa. Wow. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Why didn't they just email them? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You'll have to time travel to figure that one out. <laughs> uh, my last question. According to the Census Bureau, how many estimated veterans are in the U.S. as of 2022? That's A, 4 million. B, 12 million. C, 16 million. B. I'm going to say, say 12 B. million. Yep. Megan, do you have a guess? think 16. Uh, Megan's correct. It is oh, C, 16 million. Wow. As of 2022. 
Um, so just as a reminder, this is for the Blanchard Veterans Day Parade. Um, you should head out. Uh, they'll be gathering along Main Street starting at 10.30 a.m. There'll be high school marching bands, uh, cheer squads, uh, Shriners units. You won't want to miss it. Go to cityofblanchard.us for more or call 405-485-9392. That sounds like fun. My brother and sister-in-law and niece and nephew live in Blanchard, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll go to that. Yep. Big parade. Big event. That sounds like fun. Uh, who wants to go next? Any volunteers? I'll go. All right. Thanks, Carly. I'm really excited about my event. (laughs) Um, So I'll start out with a little bit of, it's not really trivia, but questions, I guess. Do you guys know how to tell the difference between an alpaca and a llama? No. I really don't. Okay. I actually don't. Well, then you're in for a pleasant surprise. One of them doesn't have ears? They they both, in fact, have ears. Megan, a good guess. Fun facts, Um, though. (laughs) Both alpacas and llamas have ears. Is it based on where they're from in the world? No, it's not. That's just a guess. That's that's another good guess, though. the size is the easiest way. Alpacas uh, measure about three feet tall at the shoulder and weigh less than 200 pounds, whereas llamas are about a foot taller and weigh about 250 pounds. Oh. Alpacas have softer, denser fur because they lack the soft undercoat and rough outer coat of llamas, and their ears are shorter and more rounded. Mm. Also, llamas are rude, solitary jerk faces who will spit at you for looking at them weird. <laughs> to be fair, they will also courageously guard your livestock and alpacas are sweet little fluff balls who just want to be with their fuzzy buds. Most important, however, is that you won't find llamas at the AOK Alpaca Blast Off <laughs> and Rose Rock Alpaca Shows November 11th and 12th. For two full days, the Grady County Fairground in Chickasha will host thousands of undulates and their fans for alpaca product sales, a photo contest, silent auction, fall harvest banquet, fleece show, and a costume exhibition. There's they're, They dress up as like crown boxes and oh princesses gosh. it's it's a video game characters it is <laughs> it is so amazing and if that's not enough hoof hoopla for you <laughs> there are also plenty of opportunities to pet these magical fluffy creatures who will definitely probably not spit at you admission is free and call 214-734-1921 for more info i have been to this event and it is amazing it sounds so are you fun. going this year i am absolutely going this year i already committed because i asked my niece if she wanted to go and she will remember listeners when you go get a selfie with Carly. Uh-huh. Yes. You'll see and and a bunch of alpacas. It's really mm-hmm. the best thing. Yes. Uh, the defensive spitting I think is really that's an interesting adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but alpacas apparently will only do it as like a last resort whereas llamas are like uh, that's their yes. first resort is okay. spitting on. Yeah. I respect llamas. That's why we're all team alpaca here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nathan, so did you possibly have Megan, I did. Um, I actually need to to te- it's like a talent test for you guys um, because this one know. calls for an evil laugh. Do you guys have an evil oh laugh? Oh boy, who's got an evil laugh? Uh. <laughs> it's the day before Halloween as we're recording this. <laughs> I, I, that was good. That was good, Megan. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I haven't I haven't rehearsed mine, but let me try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was like an evil cackle. Is this a new Joker audition? Yeah. Um, So, why are we practicing our evil laughs, you might ask? Because you only thought Halloween was over. That's right. It's a Groundhog Day like twist, and I have cast a spell with my evil laugh that has brought the holiday back for one more week. But don't worry, listeners. I know you can't get back into those form fitting costumes after spending the past week eating leftover candy. (laughs) So, I've only made it Halloween again for your dogs, which is why you'll want to bring them to Barks Giving at Ardmore Regional Park on Saturday, November 11th. Bring your K 
canine friends in costume, for there will be a costume contest. And if your dog knows any impressive tricks, <laughs> mine, does, <laughs> mine does not, by the way, uh, there will also be a competition in which they can win some treats. You don't get anything as the owner because you don't deserve it because you didn't do the trick, right? <laughs> so there's a dog kissing booth. I don't know what that is, but that sounds fun. Doggy play dates and much more of the furry friend variety. For more information, call 580-223-4844 or visit ardmorecity.org. <laughs> <laughs> Megan and I had very different reactions to the term dog kissing booth. I was yeah. like, ooh, and Megan was like, ooh. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw your faces do opposite things. It was funny. I don't want to kiss any dogs. I'll kiss Aww. all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like doggy. Sn- I think they should change the name. Doggy snuggling booth, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think it's it sounds like fun. Um, just Ma- be surrounded by puppies. Megan, do you have a non-dog kissing <laughs> event for us? I, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, I've said it many times, uh, or maybe one other time on this <laughs> podcast, but few things are as wholesome and delicious as a church potluck, in my mm, opinion, mm. Um, depending on what church you go to, of course. Right. When I was a kid, I got my hand slapped for touching the ham at the Sunday buffet at my own Orthodox church, but it taught me a valuable lesson. On November 10th and 11th, the St. Elijah Mediterranean Food Festival takes over the St. Elijah Antioch Orthodox Christian (coughs) Church in Oklahoma City, and it is going to be delicious. And I will try my best not to get my hands slapped again by a church lady as I'm reaching for traditional favorites like cabbage rolls, hummus, tabbouleh, talami, baklava, and hopefully shawarma. I'm really hoping that they have shawarma there. Starting at 10 a.m. both mornings, you can purchase foods ready to eat from the hot menu. You can also pick up refrigerated or frozen items to enjoy later, which would be a great way to inject some Middle East culture into your Christmas or Thanksgiving feast. And of course, when you're not getting your baba ganoush on, you can tour this beautiful church and view its icons, architecture, and learn more about the Orthodox religion. So for more information, go to stelijahokc.com. That's S-T-E-L. My phone turned off. S-T-E-L-I-J-A-H-O-K-C.com. So stelijahokc.com. And... That's a Go fun there event. And Very nice. Can, mm-hmm. That's you can really find fun. me laying around and stuffing food into my mouth. Hopefully, that's hire my plan. to fan you with a giant palm frond. While it's you almost it. overwhelming. The the amount of food that they have is like I walked into it the first time mm-hmm. and was like, oh my god, I don't even know where yeah. to go. But it doesn't matter because there's delicious treats. It, yeah, just pick morning. a direction and there will be something amazing. It's like it's like Wonka's factory floor with less, you know, child yeah. food. That's, yeah. Well, that's my – I'm just like I'm going to go and get like some frozen things to save mm-hmm. for Christmas like yes. so that I can break them out for Christmas, Christmas yes. Eve and Thanksgiving right. and then – And you can get lunch. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm just – it's going to be – it's going to be a time. That's awesome. I Like when I was looking at this event, I was actually like, should I take off work so I can get <laughs> Early. <laughs> we were all really excited about our events this time. I know we these were, were good. You yes. really, you're doing a really good job choosing. Oh well, well thank you. Um, we're doing a great <laughs> job of uh, populating the Travel OK events count. Yeah, travelok.com. Feel looking for something to do this weekend. What do you have, Ben? Uh, well, I already oh, you gave did my yours because I'm so used to you going last. Yeah, exactly. Already, it was a, yeah, it's a wow. change. Give us another. I'm keeping us on our toes. You here. didn't write another one while we were sitting here. No, okay. no, well, that's okay. That's I guess. maybe next time. I can only <laughs> do so much. Um, but it is once again time to uh, name my uh, star of the show. 
Oh. And for today, I'm going with the winner is alpacas, but most alpacas. importantly, the winner is not llamas. That's right. The loser is llamas. Yeah. That's why well, they have most importantly. two yeah. L's at the beginning of their name because they both stand for loser. Double loss. I, I contest this. Oh. I will say, wow. in, in llamas' defense, they will fight a wolf oh, to defend no. livestock. That's like really No, it's like llamas cool. are, yeah. I mean, so will I. I respect llamas. And they're, you know, they may not be everybody's favorite, but they, they're, they're, an, they're strong. They are beloved children of God. Well, like email the show <laughs> if you take a side on the alpacas for yeah. few llamas. Yeah, let yeah. Us know. I think we just started World War Three. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the Oklahoma today. Oh wait, that's not the part of the script nope. I'm in. No, nope. that's okay. <laughs> we should keep that part in though. That was fun. yes. Yeah. Hey, if you like the show and you still can't get enough. Head to OklahomaToday.com or pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com. And we'll talk to you again next week or send us an email about Alpacas v. Llamas. Totally. I'm serious about that one. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunter, Carla Ybarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. What kind of a sound? I was going to do an alpaca sound, and then I don't know what kind of sound they make. They're mm. silent because they're so cute. Because they are <laughs> so wise, they don't feel the need to clear They let the their air. appearance speak Meh. for itself. Exactly, exactly. Okay. It's probably kind of a sheep sound.